Welcome back to another SNL podcast. I'm Nate. I'm Lucas. Sydney is currently in quarantine and she will be adding her recording later in this podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. As mentioned today, we'll be talking about Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Throughout this story, uh, Vonnegut, he portrays an image of life that is differently interpreted by everyone and that can be seen through our projects that we did in class about our images of life. This week's episode, we will be discussing those images of life that each three of us had, our separate ones, and how we specifically relate those through the text and how we see those. And Vonnegut is an author. Throughout Slaughterhouse-Five, it's kind of his own story about a fighter in World War II and kind of the experience he goes through as he was fought in World War II. So it's almost like he's portraying what he went through onto another character. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut, he was born November 11th, 1922 in Indianapolis, Indiana, and he died April 11th, 2007 in Manhattan, New York. And he's an author of many books, uh, Slaughterhouse-Five being his most popular. And so for like an overall like summary of the book, he portrays himself as Billy Pilgrim. Uh, he goes to war in Germany for World War II. Uh, he's kind of seen as like a weak soldier. No one really thinks highly of him. And uh, so like it just goes through like his experiences throughout the war and it can be seen like through his PTSD as he time travels to different time periods in his life like time or going to the Tralfamador and kind of learning what those the aliens kind of like see what life is like like in their own point of view so like you can just see like all these experiences and horrors he goes through and how it like it really like uh, hurts his mental health and causes a lot of PTSD that he kind of struggles with throughout. So I thought Kurt Vonnegut's main image of life was the idea of no free will and that we just have to keep going on with our lives. And I thought this was like visually represented in, uh, um, of like the, the Dresden bombing. Uh, and this can be seen through the downfall of Billy's mental health, the saying of so it goes, and his time traveling to Tralfamador. So my first example is Billy Pilgrim's mental health. Uh, the war and bombing causes his mental health to deteriorate throughout the novel, which can be seen like his in his PTSD and time traveling. Like, for example, he knew he was gonna, going to be abducted by the Tralfamadorians on his daughter's wedding night, which shows like the idea of not having any free will. And... Uh, this, like his mental health constantly deteriorating, like affects him throughout his life. <clears throat> and so this is significant because it represents like that we have no control over how we, or no control over our lives, but we can still like control how we react to the circumstances. And Vonnegut uses Billy Pilgrim as an example of like how you keep going on with your life, even though he was dealing with mental health. And that's really the only thing you can do is just keep moving on. And my second example was So It Goes. Uh, Throughout the novel, many people and things die, and the saying So It Goes is the response whenever it happens. For example, when Dresden was being bombed, Billy was only thinking about everyone on the outside, like the soldiers and the civilians who were being killed, and like his only response was So It Goes. Uh, This is an example of no free will because there was nothing Billy could really do to stop it, and he just had to like move on with his own life. Um, this is significant in our own lives because each of us are going to lose p- 
people that are close to us who shouldn't be necessarily forgotten, but we eventually have to like move on with our own lives. And uh, Vonnegut uses the bombing of Dresden to show like there's nothing Billy could have done and he just had to move on even knowing that lots of people were being killed and dying on the outside of the slaughterhouse. Um, my third example was Billy's time traveling and experience with the Trophimadorians. Uh, Billy time travels to and from Trophimador throughout the novel and kind of learns like their way of life and how they view death. Uh, for example, the Trophimadorians teach Billy that time is not a linear event and that his death has already happened. He has no control over it. Um, this is an example of no free will because Billy knows that his death is inevitable and he cannot change the circumstances surrounding his death, and so which he just accepts that he's going to die and there's nothing he can do to stop it. This kind of relates to our own lives because in reality, death is inevitable, but like it doesn't mean you can't make the most of it. Also, Vonnegut shows Billy and death as like some sort of hopelessness, but Billy still gets like a good job. He takes care of his family and kids, which shows that there's like still some loopholes to not having free will, which is his main image of life. For my image of life, I believe that um, Kurt Vonnegut relates Billy's life to a roller coaster. So I said that as Billy goes through the events of his life, he has taken on a series of ups and downs. And this is seen through the war, his abduction by aliens, um, his marriage, and like all of the death that he experiences throughout his life. So for the ups in Billy's life, um, I used a couple quotes and some of them were, um, I talked about when Billy was speaking to the audience like about um, his adventures to Trafalgar and um, this is when he predicts his death and in this quote you know Billy's laughing and he's smiling and like he's not sad about his death and I considered this an up in his life because this is one of the only times in the book um, where Billy is seen like laughing and smiling and like seems genuinely happy and I think that's because finally he's getting to tell people the things that he's experienced, which in the past no one had really listened to him. And then another up that I talked about um, was when Billy was reading the books from Trafalgar and um, the aliens teach him that there's like no middle, no end, like no suspense, no cause, no effects, and they just see all of the moments at once. And I see this as an up in Billy's life because um, this is where he learned his, like, life views. This is where he learned, like, where how he was going to visualize the rest of his life. And so I think this was an important moment for him. And then for the downs, I talked about um, when Billy got in the plane crash. And I saw this as a down because, I mean, A, he got in a plane crash and B, his wife passed away. And he was so ill that he couldn't even go and visit her, or he couldn't go to the funeral. And like his his bro or his son came home from the war, and um, you know his daughter was there, and he wouldn't really speak to anybody. And he had a lot a lot of flashbacks to the war during that time. So I saw this as a down in his life because he nothing about what was happening to him seemed happy. He predicted what was going to happen to him, but. And he knew that these were the things that were going to take place, but he wasn't happy at this time. So I saw this as a down in his life. And for the other down that I talked about, um, I discussed when Dresden was bombed. 
and I saw this as like a low part of Billy's life because when he arrived in Dresden I think he saw it as a safe place because um you know the or Dresden hadn't been bombed by the allies and it just seemed like a place where you know nothing bad could happen and he thought it was beautiful and then it ended up getting destroyed and I think that just kind of crushed his dreams and that's also a memory that he continues to come back to throughout his entire life so I also I considered that a down in his life and then for like direct textual evidence of the roller coaster I used a quote off of page 194 and this quote said later on in life the Trophamadorians would advise Billy to concentrate on the happy moments of his life and to ignore the unhappy ones to stare only at pretty things as eternity failed to go by um if this sort of selectivity had been possible for Billy, he might have chosen this as his happiest moment, his sun-drenched snooze in the back of the wagon. And I said that this quote proves the idea that Vonnegut's image of life is indeed like a roller coaster. The Trafalgarians tell Billy and the readers that you must focus on the ups rather than the downs. Billy spends his whole life in this situation. He attempts to evade bad memories by thinking of others, although most of Billy's life has been filled with downs. Kurt Vonnegut uses the events of the main character's life in order to show the readers that one must focus on the ups of the roller coaster of life. So for my image of the life, uh, I developed a thesis that I thought kind of went along with everything going on in the story and like portrays what Vonnegut was really trying to get at through his image of life. Uh, that thesis is, in Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut, he presents a bland image of life with little happiness and little hope. There is a relaxed tone throughout the book as the phrase, so it goes, is repeated despite all the death and destruction, which would expect stronger emotions from somebody. And uh, to develop my image of life, like related to that thesis, I put down some quotes and like kind of how they relate to the thesis and just the story of a whole with everything going on. Uh, the first quote says, he started crying and he rolled on the ground as though the knives were on the outside of him instead of the inside of him. Then he tried to bite out his own insides. I laughed and I said to him, you got the right idea now, carry your own guts out boy. That's me in there with all those knives. So it goes. So this quote, you see all this violence happening to this person and everything going on. But uh, at the end, it says, so it goes. And that just relates to everything going on, all the death and destruction that so it goes, like mentality is kind of evident throughout. Uh, the next quote is, uh, it was all right, said Billy. Everything is all right. And everybody has to do exactly what he does. I learned that in Chalfamador. And this is when, when Billy's with the Chalfamadorians on Chalfamador, he learns a lot and kind of like stuff about time and just like how life isn't really what he seems to think it is and how he keeps saying everything is all right uh despite everything like he goes through kind of shows that so it goes attitude and how there's like little hope but he's there's like little happiness and little hope but he's kind of trying to like keep it even though he knows there's really not like much hope uh the third quote i said um and so on it was very exciting for her, taking his dignity away <coughs> in the name of love for this one, you see this thing, like, happy thing of love, but also taking it, someone's dignity away, like, in that process, kind of shows a uh, little happiness or little hope. And then the fourth quote, all time is all time. It does not change. It does not lend itself to warnings or explanations. It simply is. Take it moment by moment, and you will find that we are all, as I've said before, bugs and amber. Um, this kind of relates to, like, a big part of the story. Uh, the, like, thing about time is kind of really repeated how it's not really real and it's not really linear which he learns like with the Chalfamadorians as he time travels through different places a lot and kind of as he learns about time 
he learns that like certain things are like bound to happen and he kind of learns more about free will and uh, the last quote there are almost no characters in this story and almost no dramatic confrontations because most of the people in it are so sick and so much the listless playthings of enormous forces one of the main effects of war after all is that people are discouraged from being characters so this shows how war has like a really big effect on people and how it kind of messes them up like while they're in the war and then after and kind of the rest of their lives and you can really see that with billy as he gets ptsd after the war and then all the time traveling he does kind of shows like how the war really messes him up and kind of shows that like thing of little happiness of hope this podcast is sponsored by hy V on sycamore is a great place to come get your groceries and also for a job. This is a special guest, Prakash. Sup, you crazy cats. I'm an employee at Hy-Vee at 26 in Sycamore. It's a great place to work. Um, personally, I don't really like it, but that's just my opinion. Uh, my responsibilities there, I bag groceries, uh, bring in hundreds of carts like daily, and uh, I also help customers whenever they uh, need anything. Make sure to come in and stop and see me. Thank you for listening to the SNL podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed the images of life that we all talked about and the interesting things about Slaughterhouse Five. Tune in next week for a surprise topic. See you later.